You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture. Zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you will raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scripture and the word Jesus had spoken. While he was in Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover, many began to believe in his name when they saw the signs he was doing. But Jesus would not trust himself to them because he knew them all and did not need anyone to testify about human nature. He himself understood it well. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we will speak about three whips, sorry, three temples and two whippings. Jesus takes a whip in his hand. And I have to personally share with you that I think he didn't use it on the people. We remember in Nazareth when they wanted to kill him and they took him to the brow of the cliff and then he just walked through the crowd. They couldn't touch him. He had an amazing personality, an amazing sense of strength, and he could call out the dead from the tomb and heal the sick. So his person was so, in the good sense, imposing because of the incredible richness of his person, the depth, the divinity. Finally, like here, says to the sea, be calm, and all the creatures before this power respond but also the whip made it very serious. Uh, he had the impression of his rage, and maybe he wielded in the air, I could see that, and he's turning over their tables. He's not hurting them physically. You know, we have that line also in the scriptures that uh, Jesus did this, it's also in John's Gospel, and so that they wouldn't be hurt. He said, take me, not them. This is Jesus' uh, approach. And he actually hands the whip to us to whip him. What an amazing way to do justice. And how he absorbs the burden of our sins like he did from his baptism in the Jordan 
lining himself up with sinners. It's an extraordinary uh, mystery of revelation of the way God thinks and works. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are God's ways above ours. And this is the wisdom of God that the Greeks are looking for but don't understand. And it is the, the frustration of the messianic expectation that's supposed to come and kick out all the evildoers and the foreign occupiers and fulfill a, a role of imposed leadership on the world. And here we have a number of other steps. This is talking about the third temple. So the second temple uh, is, we have the historical temple of Solomon and the second temple is usually used for the second temple in Jerusalem, but I'm doing this a different way because Jesus says, he, the, the gospel says he was talking about his own body. Destroy this and in three days I raise it up. So we have the temple in Jerusalem, which is a very sacred place. Like in all religions, a temple is a sacred place. It's where we meet God, where we meet the merciful God, where we encounter God, where we are astonished. I see people even here, atheists and agnostics, coming in here to Magdala, to Dukhanaltum, Jewish people, Muslim people, different, uh, also Hindus and Buddhists I have welcomed here. And everybody is amazed. They love the space. The, the temples of God lift people's hearts up. People go there to find God's mercy when they're broken. They go there to, uh, for when there's terrible need. Um, I just read a little story about somebody whose um, son in his mid-30s passed after five and a half years battle with a terrible cancer. So it's, um, that you go to pray. I remember once, I think I've told this story a bunch of times, I was praying at a little shrine in Kevelair in Germany when I was working there in the 1990s and I was there in the early morning. I was staying at the, at the, at the shrine, at the, at the uh, guest house there as a guest of, of the, the good priest there. And then another priest came in and he started crying. And I learned later that his mother had passed away. We come to the sacred space to meet God and this is the temple. But now Jesus said, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up again. He is the temple. And we're in chapter 2 of John's Gospel, and then we turn over the page to chapter 3, and we have Jesus, or chapter 4, with the Samaritan woman. And he says, the worship is not on this mountain or that mountain. It's in spirit and in truth. So then he wants to cleanse our temple. It's an amazing thought to think about this. I saw another little clip yesterday. I just see little clips sometimes when I'm posting the videos in the morning after the live stream at the Sunrise Stroll and Chat. And this one yesterday was horrendous emotionally because a man returns to his home, a young man, and there's another man there. And the worst part about it was that the guy's wife had let in this other man. And this was a very hard situation for this young man to realize, and he was filled with rage. And God made us, and this is the third temple, so we have the temple in Jerusalem, we have the temple that's Christ's body, but he made us to live in us, and we're his temple. And sometimes God comes to our heart, and maybe we don't open the door for him. Maybe we have other lords inside our heart, our pride, our envy, our revenge, our lust, our independence, 
And we just go through the Ten Commandments to help us taking God's name in vain. And this is, we are God's temple. How could we take God's name in vain? Even the poor buildings, the poor buildings can't cry out in vain to God. But we can. We cry out, we, 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 we try to negotiate with God. The marketplace in the temple, I'll do this if you give me this. This is not God. Honor the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. I am the Lord your God. You shall not have strange gods before me. Worship. We, our truth is to worship God. There's no truer place for a human being than to be on our knees worshiping God. Physical knees doesn't matter because if you have knees that are no good for kneeling down, you have a, a, an operation or whatever. You know, uh, It's the, the, the gesture of bowing before God, of adoring God, of recognizing the source of our life. There's only one God, and he gave us life. And he comes to our heart, and we don't recognize him. This is the level. This is God wants to purify our hearts. And Jesus doesn't whip us. He took the whipping for us to have us purified. And as Catholics, we're very blessed with so many sacraments to go to the sacrament of reconciliation, to let Christ cleanse our temple. The first sacrament, baptism. Wash completely clean, filled with new life. Confirmation, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, temples of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit crying out from the bottom of our heart, Abba, Father. And we are in that interior prayer of God. We are a temple of God. What a precious reality we are for God. No wonder God is let's say, in this expression of the temple cleansing, filled with rage, seeing the, the deviation of our minds, of our affections, of our heart, of our loyalties, and the taking of life, the killing of another person, no matter what stage in life, no matter what reasons, who is a temple of God, destroying God's temple. You know, the Jewish people have a great memory of the Roman destruction of the temple, and it fills them with great sorrow to this day, 2,000 years later. And it's a building of stone, beautiful building. But imagine when God sees a human being um, brainwashed by others, and cheated by others, stepped downtrod by others. We have to have a zeal for God's kingdom, for everyone made in the image and likeness of God. To be filled with a zeal, a zeal of love, a zeal to be ready to make sacrifice, to raise up a child that's gone the wrong road and is a big burden for our hearts, for a neighbor that's living a very reckless life, zeal in our heart that will pray for them, that will offer sacrifices for them. This is our life, people. We are consecrated to God. We're his temple, each of us, all of us, every one of us. Let the Lord fill us. Look at the Ten Commandments. Go to confession this Lent. Renew your life. Say an act of contrition right now and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Come in and be the Lord of my life. Be my God. You are my God and my all. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.